We're going to talk about Fight Club. We shouldn't is, be which, talking about that. Isn't that rule number one? Do you remember the rules? Do you remember? I've got there's like, eight. There's eight of them. I can there's remember. eight rules. Well, yeah. I know rule number one is you don't talk about Fight Club. And rule number two is you don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, so we're going to break rule one and two. Rule three, if someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. That one was added for the movie. It wasn't in the book. Right. Rule four, only two guys in a fight. Rule five, one fight at a time. Rule six, no shirts, no shoes. Rule seven, fights go on as long as they have to. Rule eight, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you, you have to you fight. Have to fight. This sounds very much like the rules of this man cave. Yes. Yeah. Especially the no shirts and shoes thing. Well, we yeah. do no trousers and no pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no first, condoms. <laughs> the first rule about pegging club is no trousers. I got the impression, Harry, from your messages that this might have been your first viewing. I hadn't seen it for a very long okay. time. Very long time. But you had seen it. I think it was one of those disjointed watches. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What year was this? 99. Yeah, so that's uni time, which means if I was watching it, if I, if I was watching that film, I might not have been fully concentrating. Who probably, knows what condition you were in? Could have been in a horrible student room, mm. sweating. Could I didn't been. see it Should in 99, but probably not too long after. Mm. I saw it, I had it on DVD. This is one of the films that I watched. I liked it so much, I watched the DVD commentary. You know, that pointless... <laughs> feature that they put on yeah, DVD, yeah, yeah. but this is one of the few that I did actually listen to. What, I, I've only ever watched the DVD commentary for one film, and that's Big Trouble in Little China, okay. yeah. because it's Kurt Russell yeah. pretty much drunk talking oh. over the top, and it's very funny. <laughs> and that's okay. the only one I've seen. So what insights did the... the, the it's Fincher, Brad Pitt, and Ed Norton, I think, on the commentary. So that was like the, the main... Stellar cast. The main team. cast. And all I can remember from it is that there's a scene where Ed Norton th- throws himself down the stairs uh, and they made the stunt guy do it 12 times, <laughs> but, but <laughs> use the first one. Oh, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, just, just to be bit, sure, though. Bit cruel. Yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah, well, I mean, if you haven't seen this, you've had 22 years or so to... <laughs> To get around to it, so most people have. It's, I mean, can you pronounce Brad Pitt right at the the top of his game? Uh, yeah, Chuck Palanan. Pal- yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can yeah, you pronounce obviously, his name? Obviously, there it is. <laughs> that's pa- the man. Palanik. Yeah. Palan- we'll be doing that. Yeah. He's the writer. Yeah. He's done a couple of books, not just this one. He's, well done. He's a writer. <laughs> that's what they do. They write books. Uh, the the well, thing I picked up immediately was from watching this, I remember. How much of how underrated is Ed Norton? I feel in terms of, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, but where has he been? Yeah, he seems to have. Well, he did Birdman, and I don't recall a yeah. lot of our stuff. I don't know if he's just sort of taking a back seat, or people don't want to use him. I don't know. Because was this about the time that he was starring as the Hulk? That was a few years later. A few but, years later, because yeah. he was kind of like. He was one of those actors that's named around that time. He was like, oh, I said Norton, yeah, big American History X, things like that. Yeah, and that's good. But this is this. Yeah. I think this is his best role for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's peak Brad Pitt. The 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 film opens with he's just narrator, mm. and I didn't notice that the first time I watched it until the credits came yeah. up. But he's unnamed. He is named in the script. I think his name's Jack, isn't it? But he is a car recall. Especially, so he, he deals with guys. Isn't well, he, he analyzes the elements of risk involved in either recalling a. He goes car. into specific detail yeah, in the film yeah. about when someone dies in a car crash. We work out how much it's going to cost to recall all of those cars, and, and versus the potential against. claim, and then 
well, we'll yeah. call it basically. So he's in an absolute soul-shredding yeah. job yeah. where you're putting people's lives and their welfare against numbers, against numbers yeah. and yeah. money for, and for a company you don't really fucking like. Yeah, and he has chronic insomnia. Um, so to he finds a way of coping with insomnia by going to these male self-help groups or and support, meetings, support yeah. meetings. Yeah. Any support meetings in the end, isn't it? It's yeah, he goes, he has a calendar and it's like, oh, Tuesday's testicular for cancer, blah, blah, blah. Um, Parasite. So, yeah, he get, <laughs> we, we get an introduction to some of the other characters that, through these meetings and one of them is Meatloaf who <laughs> plays Bob and the first line where he's introduced is Bob had bitch tits and he's got <laughs> enormous tits. Yeah, because he's, he's had his testicles removed, given too much He was a powerlifter and he was, yeah. he says one of the drugs and he's like, hell, they use that on racehorses. <laughs> so he's... It's, this kind of really pitch black humour, but it's helping him to cope with his insomnia in some way, shape or form until Marla Singer, played by Helena Bonham Carter, starts turning up and she clearly shouldn't be there because they're all male. Well, she she's in it just as deep as Ed Norton is yeah. and she's full of shit herself. Uh, it's a really funny it's a really funny scene, actually, that when they... They realise this and they confront each other and they have the conversation and they start dividing up the self-help yeah. groups. <laughs> Say, right, oh, I'm going to have cancer on a Tuesday. Mm. Okay, I'm going to have testicular cancer. And she's like, no, I want that. You can't fucking have that. <laughs> and there's tons going on. It's, the characters in this are, are top-notch. I mean, this is what makes it a fantastic mm. There's book some, and fantastic film well the role of the narrator that he plays leading up to that point is it, it shows the mundane triviality of his life and it's leading up to this message of yeah. consumerism where they do the clever piece about the ikea yeah where they where he, pl he plans out his house his apartment yeah as he walks through yeah. you can see the the sort of names and the prices Mom. appear on the screen <laughs> and and stuff, which yeah. is why this is a great film to be reviewing around christmas because it is an anti Consumer, consumerism yeah. film really i mean just mm. going through all the the stuff that we use and that we we take for granted and and we just kind of have around so we have tons of that at christmas i think the world is starting to you know get better mm. at, at selecting what they want but mm. it's still a ton of shit around. yeah i mean that's the message that the filmmaker is trying to convey and that's when we get introduced to well, he meets he meets Tyler Durden on yeah, a flight back. On a flight, yeah, yeah, on a flight back from some business trip that he's been on. He's a soap salesman. It's very odd. He's very yeah. sort of snazzily dressed. He makes a comment about the safety card in the in the aeroplane. You know, the, the, the illusion exit. of safety. You know, yeah. he, he says about the oxygen just makes you high, so you'll just die peacefully. You know, <laughs> and then as he gets out, he says crotch or ass. You know, and he, it's, it's clearly like you know cut from a different cloth to to our narrator. When he gets back to his uh, apartment building he realizes that it's blown up yeah the condo is and then he he, he imagines what it could have been as yeah. gas leak and yeah fridge uh, the pilot light turned on and there's a gas leak and, and his um, biggest concern is the fact that all the contents of his con of his condo are on the floor around and he goes gosh what would people think when they just see a fridge full of condiments but no food <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's his that's his prime worry and and it's kind of you have these little lines in the film again just getting people's minds on the on the consumerism and things uh you, it's only after we've lost everything we're we're free to do anything yeah. and and little kind of pearls yeah. of wisdom mm. that are thrown in and, and littered well, all throughout this film and he and he's the ed norton says to 
to Brad Pitt's character, his name Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. He says to him, "Oh, I nearly had it. I, I had like a wardrobe with designer clothes, in, and I could. I was nearly complete. I think he says something like it was nearly complete or something. And it's this whole thing that he is determined by putting up appearances by being part of the the being being part of a motion to just own to consume mm. to not. Well, no matter what, I've got the couch situation sorted. You know, I've got the table. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. that's all, and that's it, all it, taken it's care. It's almost of. like you own the things, but in the end, they own you. He says that, doesn't he? Tyler Durden says everything. that, and, and they use that line as well. And you know, it's, it's your life; it's ending one minute at a time, and mm. these little kind of things that just gives people pause to think about the bigger issues because you mm. don't, do you? You just kind of plod on and you take one step forward and one step again and you buy something else and mm. then carry on and buy it again and he's just questioning everything and Tyler Durden is the man that just makes him reevaluate part of it through necessity his apartment blowing up and everything but part of it because he's been he's ready to hear this kind of stuff mm. anyway he he is effectively homeless yeah so he's got a you know what call the insurance company or mm. find something but instead he has Tyler's business card so he gives him a call and they go for a drink at some boozer somewhere and that's where tyler gives him all these pearls of wisdom like the ones you've just said Dan. they leave go behind the the bar and tyler just says well hit me yeah you know, hit me in the face <laughs> hit me in the head and he's like what no and he eventually does this sort of weak sort of <laughs> round the ear yeah hits him in the ear and then they just they have the fight fight club is born and they have this scrap and people are sort of looking over like what the hell's which obviously when you get to the end and you see it back what it's was, brilliant it's yeah, great yeah, yeah. so it's that, still it's still great there it's still a, a you know two friends have left the bar and they're fighting uh each other proper fighting punching in the face just Kicks. Yeah, they're not mad at each other. There's no, no disagreement. Just it's just a kicks. fight for the sake of fighting, just to feel something. I guess he's so numbed from everything. His shit yeah. job, yeah, his mundane. nothing life. He's just this is the only way that he can actually feel anything. So eventually, he does move in with Tyler to this sort of um, condemned. Sort oh, of uh, this house. place made me creep. It's just so <laughs> filthy. The taps, the water's oh. brown. It comes out. They're having a bath, and it just feels like this slime on the walls. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when they horrible. and they go and every Wednesday or something when it rains, we've got to turn the power off. Yeah, and they're, they're fa- he's fucking standing ankle deep in the water, <laughs> yeah. just hitting a trip switch, and you're just like, I think he brushes his teeth, and one of his teeth falls out, oh. you know, from fighting and stuff, and goes down the drain. But um. He gets a phone call from Marla, who's overdosed. She she phones for help, but Ed Norton's narrator just ignores it. So Tyler picks up the phone, and they they start having a sexual relationship, which is very loud. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't fit well with with Ed Norton. I'm going to say Jack. I'm sure that's yeah. what his name is in the script. Does, is, there, is there a sex scene? I'm sure where he sort of spies through the crack of the door, and Brad Pitt's got a rubber glove on. Yeah, they. <laughs> One of the things that I read. <laughs> How do you do it if you don't have wearing a rubber glove? Well, you're doing safety it first. Four they, five fingers. They spent three days recording orgasm noises that were never used in the film just for the hell of it. There's a just line, like an audio file somewhere. There's some a editor. line from after this. The you just see them sort of collapsing in a heap on the. And Marla says in the original cut, she says, "I want to have your abortion." And when the studio saw that, they were like, no, that's fucking got to go. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely got to go. And they're like, okay, fine. But whatever we put in is final edit and we're not fucking changing it. They're like, okay, 
fine. So she says, "Can't be worse than that." She says, "I yeah. haven't been fucked like that since grade school." Yeah, um, and they're like, "Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, no, that's got to go." Like, no, sorry, you said, you know, you you agreed well, the girl was, it, on and, this. and so that's right. what stayed in the film, which is also fucking really dark. <laughs> but this, the relationship, it doesn't fit sit well with Ed Norton. He doesn't like. It. He's very jealous. But things do start to escalate behind the scenes. There, the fight club has got much bigger. There's yeah. loads of people. It's he walks into the the bar they all just go straight through the bar downstairs to the the basement to have the fights jared leto's there there's all sorts of other characters there. there's they're they're kind of nodding yeah uh, they just look yeah. scenes with people in and around the town at yeah, work, restaurants in and... restaurants they would see the telltale signs of somebody having been in fight club through the the cuts and bruises or, or recognized them. yeah meatloaf's and, in there and they don't say anything they just kind of yeah. give that knowing nod imagine if you did like contact sport nothing to do with fight club and just walking around town and just because you've had like yeah. i don't know you've played nfl or rugby or something you've got a bit of a cut it's got people nodding at you what the fuck's going on <laughs> who the fuck are you <laughs> um it, it starts to escalate though to more than just fighting they've got uh this sort of um subversive sort of terrorist yeah anti-capitalist yeah project mayhem going on which is largely just graffiti and just yeah disruptive activity rather than um flat out kill him you know they're not blowing stuff up yet eventually there is a botched sort of sabotage operation where meatloaf is killed bob robert paulson is killed and they're all they're all anonymous in the gang and ed norton starts to freak out now because Shit, you know, people are dying. This is this is not what we intended. And he says this guy's name is Robert Paulson, and they they take that as some sort of yeah. his name is Robert. Yeah. Paulson. This is like chanting his name. And <laughs> well, it's become almost a cult now. For, for yeah, it's flat out cult. Yeah. If people have stopped listening to sense, and they're reading more into anything that Ed Norton says, hmm. as they've identified him as the leader, whereas he always thinks it's Tyler. But soon gets to the point where we find out who Tyler really is. Yeah, someone from Project Mayhem calls him Mr. Durden. And he's like, what? I don't, what the hell? So he calls Marla and she is also really confused. Like, yeah, you're, fuck, he's, he's got split personality. So. He, yeah, well, he realises and we realise for the first time that Brad Pitt and Ed Norton are the same people. Mm. They're the same character. Yeah. And it then... And this is the great bit about this film. You start reflecting all those scenes that he's... The first fight. He, yeah, he, he, he's fighting, he's fucking, he's, yeah. he's just moving around mm. and, and mm. having conversations with people. And you realise that this is him, like... It's on, when it's, it's when he can't sleep, when he thinks he's an insomniac that he becomes... Someone else. He, he it, just yeah. comes into this... this mm. And Tyler is the opposite of him. He's confident, he's... He knows exactly what he's doing. He he's has no boundaries. He's, no he's boundaries. not conformist. Hmm. He has a great scene where he blackmails his boss, which is I really enjoyed because his boss is a fucking, fucking asshole. asshole. Well, yeah. he has he has another scene where he says, "If you're not on your way of becoming a vet in six months, you will be dead." He, yeah. he just kind of shakes people from yeah. their the monotonous life and their yeah, everyday. And, and you know, I think that's at one stage he's gone to a convenience store, isn't he? he says, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And he going, I wanted to be a vet. If you're not a vet in six months, yeah. we're going to kill you. And so he goes, that guy's, and he justified himself that that guy's life's changed for the better now. You know, he, he's going to go out there and do something mm. with his life. And yeah, it was, um, you find out that Ed and Brad, that was just Ed. That mm. was just Jack. Mm. Now that he's realised what's going on, he discovers that there are plans to do something a little bit more severe, and they are going to blow up all the credit card, all the credit card buildings, and they're 
associated record debt records to free everyone from yeah. this life of debt. Which I was thinking that wouldn't do anything. No, it wouldn't do it because no, it would no. be in the well, especially now it'd be in the cloud. Anyway, yeah. anyhow, that is their plan, and this is uh, this is clearly too much. He tries to warn the police, but they're also <laughs> in on it because yeah. the police officers are now men- members of Project Mayhem. And you, you said you told us that you'd try and do this to yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's thought of everything to (laughs) outdo himself, knowing that he he may have second thoughts later and he wasn't giving himself a a chance to get out of it, was he? He covered his his back. No, so he's going to try and attempt to disarm the bombs in these buildings himself, but he's back to fighting with Tyler now. And this goes back to, I think it was actually the very first scene in the film is where he says about he's got a gun in his mouth and Tyler but it's him, has him at gunpoint with the gun actually in his mouth. And he shoot, He actually shoots himself through the, through his cheek, Thanks, yeah. which kills Tyler and frees him in his mind to be just the narrator. But they, the rest of Project Mayhem have kidnapped Marla and bring her along to the building and it fucking blows up mm. <laughs> the end. Yeah, yeah. The, um, it has the Pixies, Where Is Your Mind, I think, playing over, which they nicked that in Mr. Robot, which I thought was really lazy and cheap. It's great. You do see all the buildings around them start yeah. to blow up and you realise well, they're fucking doomed. They are gone. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the message from the film that we've, we've stated initially is the fact that it's meant to be people need to let go of the consumerism and do the things that they wish they would do. It's that kind of, yeah, that kind of thing. But unfortunately, a lot of the film has been taken over and misrepresented by, and it was something I thought immediately upon rewatching it of the incel movement of men, the, the people that take the whole, we need to be aggressive. We need to fight. We need to be dominant. Uh, we mm. need to show our alpha sides, not the message of satire, that the original the writers have given towards it, but also the message of being less constrained by market forces and finance, which we all are, we, no matter what. You yeah, say, no, we all it, are. But the message with a, mo- it, a movie with a message. Yeah, the, the, the movie had the message, but it's been misinterpreted quite a bit. And people, and, and if you look up all the stuff about the incel movement, and, and people refer to Fight Club as being one of their seminal pieces, which is really unfortunate because it's a great film. Mm. But unfortunately, like everything, it's it's almost ironic that a film about a cult has actually been taken on by people who are part of a cult. Yeah, it is a problem. And it's similar in a film that I'm probably going to nominate for Midweeker, which is Clockwork Orange. Okay. And that they had that withdrawn from distribution mm. because of it, is that people go, they're attracted to the violent side of it. Yeah, The violence in... Clockwork Orange is the first, third, maybe max of the film. After that, it's all the the aftermath of how do you, how do you deal with it? How do you create it? Blah, 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 free will and all that. So it's same in this. The message, you know, it's not glorifying the violence, although for a lot of people, that's what they take away from it. So it's it's difficult. I love this film, but yeah, like you say, when people just start, I don't know, it's a difficult one. You, yeah, you, it is, you it can. Is. I, I think I the message think... is really clear. I, I think you can enjoy this movie without even reading too much into it, just yeah. for the acting performances, for the action in the mm. in the film itself, and and just for you know that top layer that you see is what you get. But mm. there is plenty behind yeah. that as well. Mm. If you want to dig a bit deeper, there there's some really interesting messages and and yeah. themes that this talks about. But whatever. Brad Pitt's looking is absolute fucking he's man. There's one bit like, where he's, he's like you say it's a fight club. It's rule number 
Six, he's not wearing his shirt and he, he's just in these like just looking sexy. low cut jeans. He's there, looking there is so a bit of fucking irony fit. in that though, because there's a bit in it where they point to a billboard and go, Is that what a man should look like? It's now? on the they're on the train yeah. or, a, or a tram or Your something. And, he, and, and like, he says self improvement is masturbation. Yeah, but I was like, like yeah. Brad, you actually he, look he, like that. He looks way better actually. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's got that and that's I mean a huge star. He's um, never looked better than this. Well you could say in snatch. He's pretty ripped. Ed, Ed Norton, uh, again, a fantastic performance. I mean, uh, first time I saw Ed Norton, he was as the choir boy in the Richard Gere film. Oh, Primal Fear. Primal yeah, it's Fear, excellent. which is he in, was, is he in Sleepers as well? Is it, he in Sleepers? I, Ooh, I, don't I don't know. I don't think he's in, in Sleepers, no, maybe. No, um, no he, he, but he's I outstanding in Primal Fear, yeah. Seeing, seeing him in this afterwards, and I've probably seen him a couple of other things, but... This again just cemented his star really, and and how you know he was a list proper a list because he's he's there with Brad Pitt and he was stealing scenes and things. A fantastic actor. Hello, um, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's looking incredibly hot and and messy and crazy and yeah, all the kind of all things, the things that, that she tends to do <laughs> that you expect from a character of hers. The, 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 sorry, the thing I just remembered was. I was amazed by the fact that despite knowing the plot twist, if you like, yeah. it didn't ruin the film like um, Sixth Sense. Right, yeah. Is it no, Sixth Sense? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Where There's you, so much more about yeah, it than so, just the plot twist, yeah, so, isn't there? So whereas you could watch that one and go, from the start, oh, Bruce Willis is dead. Spoiler. Fight Club has more to it. Well, they, uh, they do some nice sort of Oh, the twist with, with the subliminal messages. Yeah, the I, subliminal think messages. I think there's three or four times where Brad Pitt is just in it for a frame. Yes, um, doing yes that's what I was going to mention. Um, there's a message at the end of the credits. Uh, I've heard there. about this and I didn't look today. Wait there. If you've got it, that'd be awesome. There's, there's a copyright warning. There's another one on the DVD. This warning is from Tyler Durden and it's only there for a second. It says, if you're reading this, then this is a warning for you. Every word you read of this is useless fine print is another second of your life. Don't have any other things to do. Is your life so empty that you can honestly can't think of a better way to spend these moments? Are you so impressed with authority that you give respect and credence to all those who claim it? Do you read everything you're supposed to read? Do you think that everything you're supposed to think, buy what you're told you, sh you should want, get out of your apartment, meet a member of the opposite sex, stop the excessive shopping and masturbation, quit your job, start a fight, prove you're alive. If you don't claim your humanity, you will become a statistic. You have been warned, Tyler. <laughs> and that's cool. it. And this is where this should end. <laughs>